The content of this episode should not be confused with treatment advice or direction given from a mental health professional. Nothing contained in this podcast was made or intended to supplement or supersede relations with mental health providers or treatment. While Jeremy Levitt is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a mental health provider in this podcast. The same is considered for any professional that may appear on the show. Their views are solely their own and do not reflect any company or profession they may represent. Welcome to Mind the Gap, where teens have a voice and parents learn to listen to that voice. Here we will talk with teens about their everyday challenges and accomplishments and learn what they are facing daily and what their needs are. As parents, we will learn valuable skills from a licensed marriage and family therapist on how to be aware of the gap in communication and close that gap. Welcome to Mind the Gap. Another episode of Mind the Gap today. We are excited to have on a friend that we have met and I think that has an incredible story that has been inspiring as an adult coming from a teenager. And I want to introduce you guys to Matt. And Matt, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Um, uh, just just talk and just tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I'm Matt. I'm a 17-year-old teenager. And okay, yeah, I go to Centennial High School. Yeah, I'm I'm a senior. I'm just kind of enjoying these last days of high school before I like go to college in the summer and then go on a mission probably in December. So, so it's coming up quick. Yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. So I heard that you mentioned that you're going to serve a mission. Tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, uh, basically it all starts with like uh, my conversion story with religion and uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So basically just to break it down a little bit it started like like late august i uh i had a friend named branson and he was a really really good dude and he he always like just told me stuff like about the scriptures and just told tell me to get more like to read more and to like give it a chance and then read and pray about it and like i always like said like yeah i will but like i never really did and then i had uh lunch with my grandma who's a member and i took my friend isaiah too and like isaiah was isaiah was also uh getting like taught a little bit by branson and he was reading and he he was definitely paying more attention than i was and then so me and isaiah both went and got lunch with my grandma and she just kind of shared her testimony of of the church and and all that like at lunch we got applebee's and uh she paid for it. It was pretty good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's a good grandma. Because <laughs> uh, I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. So, like, I just kind of reached out to her to talk to her about it. And then, yeah, she just shared her testimony. And then, like, it was awesome. And then, like, the next day or the day after that, I met with my ward's missionaries and Isaiah and his ward's missionaries. And they just taught us some things about the gospel. And then I went to church that next Sunday and then met with the missionaries, like, two or three times the next week. And then church and then missionary and then church and then i got invited to mission prep for my friend nate and that was just an awesome experience because it was like uh i don't know it was just like really spiritual and then i was like picking up knowledge really fast and like i was learning a lot and then i was like praying about it just learn for myself if it's true and so yeah that was just mainly it and then and then i made the choice me and isaiah both made the choice to be baptized October 12th of 2019 and then so yeah we got baptized together and then yeah now it's like months later and I'm 
still pretty active in the church and I, ju- I just baptized my friend Connor also and that's pretty big so yeah that's, that's super cool that is really cool but I'm I'm interested in in before all this happened were you were you practicing another faith were you raised in any any particular uh practice so like when I was little like really really little like uh my dad named Matthew like after like the book of Matthew and I was like his favorite uh I don't know that was like his favorite name and uh it's like he was pretty active in like the Lutheran church Mm -hmm. and then so was my mom and like because we all we all went every Sunday as a family we all walked in like 15 minutes late every time but uh we were pretty active you joined the right church (laughs) yeah we fucking late all the time too (laughs) so true yeah and then uh then I don't know because I was really young when my parents got divorced but they got divorced when I was like three or four and then my dad kept going to church and then my mom started going to like a catholic church so like I went with my dad most of the time because I was with him on the weekends but like or it was like I would go with my dad one week and then the next week I'm with my mom and like we wouldn't go and we would just go like maybe like once every few months with my mom like we'd pretty much go every Sunday with my dad and then he just stopped going and my mom stopped going too so like it was pretty much nothing but like I knew that there was like a god in Jesus Christ and I just knew that so like when I became like 10 or so like I just kind of picked back up to it and like started praying and like I didn't really know what to do so I just like before I went to bed I just kind of said the Lord's Prayer and and then I I wasn't even thinking about how like I wasn't personalizing it like I was just saying it like it was like a machine like I was just like checking off like a daily thing just to pray and then so yeah, and then I started, like, actually have my own prayers, but then they, they became repetitive, too. I would just say, like, thank you for food and, like, clothes and a roof. And then then I, like, I don't know, like, I just kind of kept praying every night before I went to bed. But I was just being lazy, I guess, by not actually ever making the effort to go to any church. I was just praying and thinking that was it. Well, I don't, then, think, I don't think you were lazy. You just maybe didn't. Well, you, you were raised in a way that helped you develop a belief in God. And that's really cool. Right. I love, I love a spiritual family and I don't, I don't care what religion people are. I don't care if they're Buddhist. I don't care if they're Catholic. I don't care if they're Lutheran. It's really cool. I don't care if their religion is nature. Like it's cool to have some spiritual foundation in or in a family. So I really think that's cool, Matt, that you had that opportunity and you weren't lazy. You just didn't know what to do. You didn't have the resources available. You, at that age, you probably probably didn't even realize you could ask, "Hey, mom and dad, will you take me to church?" Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I can totally imagine that being my kids. My kids nine, and my kids are nine and fourteen, and I can imagine them just kind of sitting back and not knowing exactly how to navigate that at that age. So it's pretty cool. So you mentioned your grandma was a member. Has she been a member a long time? Like, how did that happen? Oh, yeah, I kind of, like, skipped over that in the story. So, like, after my parents got divorced, my grandma, well, my grandma moved to Vegas from uh, West Virginia, or maybe just Virginia, yeah, just Virginia, and then she moved to Vegas, and then she lived in my dad's house, and uh, our next-door neighbors were members, and, like, he's a bishop now. I don't know if he was at the time, no way he was at the time, this was so long ago, but, uh, they were members and my grandma like she was super into bible study and all that so like 
she would always go over there because they would study the Bible with her. And then so she started studying the Bible with the missionaries and and then she like kind of converted my brother, my older brother Christian, and like he was interested, uh, but I don't know, he fell off really fast and like he started believing in like paganism, which I I don't know what their principles are, but I I don't <laughs> doesn't seem to jive with you. <laughs> that's that's not it. So yeah. yeah, so my grandma would always be over there, and then my grandma decided to get baptized. My dad just like kicked her out of my house. So she went and lived with them. So like, yeah, this was in like probably like 2008. I don't know. So yeah, my grandma, she became a member like she got baptized 2009 actually because it was her 10 year anniversary being baptized like a month ago. So yeah, that that's how my grandma became a member. And I always knew the family next door as like a really, really nice family and all that. So I figured I'd reach out to my grandma because uh, of the things that Branson were telling me. Yeah. Seems like a logical choice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, grandma's grandma's a member, and it's cool. I'm glad you have that support in that, too. Like, it's always nice to have the support system, and it doesn't have to be um, technical family, although you do have family that are members. Like, you create a family when you join a, a tradition like a, a church or, or, or anything like that, and it's really cool that you have that in both realms. I really like that. I just think it's really interesting that as a teenager, you were looking for religion because there's a lot of teenagers that are not interested in religion, you know? Um, I want to know how did that affect any of your friendships at school, like with all your peers, you know? Because that's not, I mean, was it the cool thing to do? Is it not a cool thing to do? I mean, to just be different than everybody else and all of a sudden you're changing who you are in the middle of your senior year even. Well, I mean, yeah, like it, it changed a lot, like for school, but like, like some of my closest friends, like I was already friends with, but like, we didn't really hang out that much because they always had like mutual or whatever. And then, but now like, it's this mutual thing. Now you were just like, why am I not invited? (laughs) Yeah. Now you would just like go together and then it it just caused us to hang out a lot, like. I, I don't know. And then I lost some of my older friends, but I realized I was like, are these really the people that I want to surround myself with myself with? Cause like talking about my older friends, cause like they didn't really have a future plan. They were just like living in high school and like going to parties and just like not planning for their life. And like, that's what ends up being the people that like, like some of them will be successful. Like that's what ends up being the people that like just don't end up having a future cause they don't care in high school. So do you think that finding religion has helped you kind of maybe define some of the things that you want to do in your future? Yeah, I think so a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of complicated because there's like a million things I want to do. And I, I don't know what, like, what to do because like th- there's so many things I want to do. Like I, yeah, I told you about it. I want to be like a motivational speaker. But like I don't know where to start with that. And like I want to be an actuarial scientist or just an actuary. Uh, but like, if I want to start with that, like I have to start with it like hard, like I have to get right into it. But then I would also like consider moving up and being a dentist because like I work at a dentist office. So like I could, so you have options. Yeah. I have options, (laughs) but like I need to like commit to one 
but I also don't want to like lose everything else. Think about how cool this is. Though. Like I, I deal with kids that have to think about this all the time and it almost shuts them down. Like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do when I ask them what they want to do when they grow up. And, uh, I don't know is a great answer at your age, to be completely honest, because yeah. you do have tons of options and you have time to explore. Don't feel like you have to solve it all right now because <laughs> um, you will be all right. It's just, you know, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't decide I wanted to be a therapist until how old was I? Twenty nine, twenty eight, somewhere around there. At first it was I don't remember all the things. It was a lawyer. All kinds of different things. I figured it out eventually, and so will you. And you have an you have ideas like that's. So I I meet a lot of kids that have like no ideas whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's cool. pretty cool. I I think you have some great great goals and great ideas to work towards. So mm-hmm. that's cool. So you're thinking. I heard at the beginning that you're thinking about a mission. Like, how does that? One, are you feeling any pressure about a mission? And two, I hope you're not. And if you are, let's talk about it. But um, if you're thinking about a mission, like how does that play into into your life? Like, what does that look like? Well, like a mission, like I, I don't feel pressured to go at all. But like I, I just really, really want to go. Like, just kind of how the how some elders have really like uh, touched me and like has have been like like really good teachers. Like, I would kind of want to have the same experience as they had, like, watching me kind of grow quickly. Like, I would want to have that same kind of experience. And then wherever I go, just be able to teach. And then also, like, that we were commanded to do it. Like, there's a reason that we are commanded to go on one. So so how do you feel about, like, foreign countries? And, you know, my cousin, when he went on his mission, he was, he's like, I don't care where I go as long as I can eat normal food. He ended up going to Ireland, and he's like, "Yes, meat and potatoes." I went to Ireland. Yeah, he was. He, I don't. You know, he didn't want to go to Japan or <laughs> any place like that because he didn't want to eat weird food. Yeah, that's like pretty much exactly it for me. Like, I want to go to. Uh, my first choice would be like if I were to just like a top five that I'd be able to just choose from, it would be like Singapore. Oh, that'd be awesome. Canada, Ireland, because like you told me about yours, and then like australia like or like you eastern usa or like bible belt usa like anywhere it's really cool um haven't so talking about this um serving a mission and this is a whole probably a change for your family too because they are not members right no so what are their thoughts about you just taking a two-year hiatus out of your life to go serve a religion that they don't they're not involved in uh well with my mom i don't know I, i've talked to her about it she's like just kind of worried well i don't know i don't think she's actually worried she just always tells me she's gonna be like you're gonna get kicked off the mission because you're a messy house guest and i'm like <laughs> like she hasn't met many missionaries that's, that's her main thing right now but like over like every summer for the last like five years she's always been telling me that like she wants to send me like a like a three week or like six week program where i'm just like doing like humanitarian stuff and i leave my phone behind and i always tell her no she'd be like like there'd be like a three-day thing and i would just tell her no because i didn't want to so you're going from a three-day thing to a two-year thing yeah well i i don't know like i never (laughs) went on them but like she wanted me to go so bad because she thought like it would really grow me as a person but like i always said no so i think that she's kind of 
like excited about like the idea of a mission but like two years is really long so we it haven't had really like a, a serious sit down about it because i don't know i don't i don't plan to like start my papers till like august yeah so you got some time yeah yeah i just think it's really cool because um it is a big commitment in your life to make this change i mean it's not like you're you know, you're just deciding you wanted to go to Wendy's for lunch. And you decided now nah, let's go to Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty big, it's a big change for you. And I think it's just, I think it's really cool as a teenager that you were able to do that. Because I know change is hard. Yeah, it can be. And like, especially like sometimes not knowing what to say. Because like, I don't know, just sometimes like I'll hear something and then I I want to ask about it. But like. I don't want to like like when I got baptized, a bunch of water went in my mouth. It's like when I got up, I wanted to cough so bad, like I had to cough so bad, but I didn't want like some like elderly person to be like like to think I was like coughing because I was like possessed or something. <laughs> so like I was like dying. I was like <gasps> like I was like walking out of the font to where nobody could see me, like not breathing. <laughs> and then I went in the locker room. I just like coughed a ton of water out. So like, I <laughs> you don't have to tell that on the mission to be like look it's okay to cough we know you're not possessed yeah <laughs> like i was and then and then when i baptized connor like i kept telling him like i don't know like, it, it felt kind of cool to like redo like make other people like go through some of the same like like insurities that like i had i don't think that's a word but insecurities just like yeah. not things on things i'm not certain of like yeah like yeah yeah, I like tried to make him go through the same stuff. Like I was like, listen, like when I dunk you, like you have to stay under for three seconds. So I like I like dunked him and then I looked up at both witnesses to like check that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't have to do that, I just did it because it would be funny. <laughs> and then I just like pulled him up. That's awesome. I was like, all right, you're good. <laughs> That's awesome. But I mean, how cool is that? That you were like literally I mean, if we think about it, like, you just made this commitment and this change, and then you saw that happen to a friend and you were actually a part of that yeah explain um, i just want to know what that felt like for you it, it just felt like i don't know i i can't give myself like any credit for it because like it's it's not me it, it's the lord's work it's not my yeah. work to convert people but like i i don't know it was just good talking and then just him seeing the kind of change in me was able to really like inspire him to get like ba- actually baptized and then I don't know. I guess it was just really cool seeing him grow. And then because now he knows like a lot about the church. I don't know if he plans to go on a mission, but probably does. So it's really it's cool. And there's a lot to learn, too. Right. Like you're so fresh. At there. There's so much to learn. That's, I'm almost envious of you right now because you get to experience all the stuff that I kind of grew up taking for granted. Yeah. Like a lot of people like like I don't know. With, like, a lot of the people that have been members their whole life, like, they're so unexcited to do stuff. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's youth conference, man. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome is it? Youth conference is fun. I love youth conference. I love that. Well, like, maybe not youth conference because people well, are always excited for that. But, like. Temple, like. Yeah, like, anything. the temple. Yeah. Like, but I feel kind of bad now. Now that you brought that up because, like, my friend wants to go on Friday and I really want to go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Timing has to be right for place. Yeah. yeah. Temple is a lot. Of, it's a time commitment. So. Yeah. It's not like you can just pick up and go. It's like I went like four times in like eight days and it just like 
I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> that's very out. cool, though. That's all right. Yeah. You got you got more to learn there too. So that's awesome. Yeah. So how did how did dad handle? You talked about mom. How did dad handle that? Uh, my dad's not really in my life no more. So no. Uh, I forgot to put that part. Yeah. Uh, when I was like, like at the beginning of my freshman year, he just kind of like moved away, and then like just contact just kind of stopped. So I don't know. I think that he, I think he knows, but like. He he wouldn't handle it well because he was like really mad at my brother when he was like kind of converting. Yeah, but I don't know. It he, sounds like he just doesn't. You're not too worried about what he thinks. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not too worried about it because like I don't know. Like we had one conversation and this was like last year, and he was like, uh, "Ask your mom to buy you a plane ticket to fly you out here." I was like, "Why wouldn't you?" And he was like, "I, I don't even know." He's just like. Uh, that's why I pay child support for. And then I was like, okay, why don't you come out here? Like, cause I have two little brothers that live with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you come out here? And he's like, cause there's nothing out here out there for me. I was like, well, I'm out here, but like, okay. Yeah, like if that's how you want to be, like, I don't know. I feel like he just kind of took the, I don't know, took the like kind of easy, like, I don't know, just the easy move rather than like waiting till I graduated to move. Cause like, mm. I don't know. He didn't actually have a reason to move. He just wanted to retire and move. So, like, he didn't have any reason to, like, make it so imminent. But that's a it's a hard situation. And I think I think one of the things that makes it difficult and I know you want I think you would I think most people want their parents, both their parents influence in their life. But there's a point where that influence just becomes less uh, trying to think of the right word. Motivating that that becomes less wow why is my maybe like here? significant in your life like yeah like you just you just you just like you haven't earned the right at this point to influence me in that way does that make sense yeah like he he would i don't know i don't know how to explain it my stepdad's pretty cool though and I, i'm kind of sometimes i just think about it like like i can, i'm not upset about it like no. like i don't know like even my sophomore year like even the next year like i wasn't i wasn't bothered by it because like you know, like everything happens for a reason, and like kind of where I'm at now, and I probably wouldn't be in the same place like mm-hmm. if it was if my dad was still around. So I, I don't know. Well, there's still time for that to turn around too. So yeah, and uh, so like I'm happy with where I'm at right now. So, so I see that you're like a, a strong individual, and I and I know we've talked a lot about this a lot about our self worth, and I feel like you know who you are. Yeah, I I like. I, I kind of keep standards and like just like I, I kind of have a plan and I, I don't know. I'm not doing that good at sticking to it. Like my grades are kind of slipping right now, but it's senior like, year. Senioritis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, a real thing. I don't know. My grades are never that good. So like I can't use that excuse because like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like my freshman year, I pretty much just like did bad in every class. Like I had so many like D's and then sophomore year I did good. And then I did bad again. Like, I was doing really good in, like, the first semester. Then I did bad again in the second semester. Then junior year, I did really good. Which, like, I don't know why. Like, it was my like junior year. It's supposed to be hard. But, like, my senior year, it's kind of, I don't know. We've always said it's really hard. but I mean, it's really easy, but, like, it's kind of hard. I don't know. Like, my math class, it's, like, difficult. I so, I have a question for you just sitting here, just yeah. thinking about this. What would What would advice would you give to anybody that maybe it was in high school and they're searching for change. They're searching for something different. You know, they're like what having gone through it, you know, you're a senior now 
you're getting ready to move on to something different in your life. And you made that change at a young age. I don't know. I just think like, what would you say to somebody else who might be experiencing some change in when they're in their teenage years? Just like some like religious change kind of? Or, or like any. Just like any. Just, yeah, I guess. What do you what, what If you had advice for a, t- a teenager, because they're always going through changes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. What, what have you learned that you can share with them? Just that like, uh, I like to look at the story of Joe a lot. And it, it's like. It was like like this guy was really faithful and like really covenant. Like he was just really good to act like following God's commandments. Uh and like the devil decided to like make a bet pretty much with God that like if and like the devil thought that the idea was that uh he was only that like good was because of all the blessings he was getting. So then he like kinda made a bet with like Heavenly Father that uh that like if he took away all the blessings then Joe wouldn't remain faithful. So then like he took away everything. Like he, his family died. Like he lost his family. He got like, he lost everything that he had, but then he just kind of stayed faithful. So like, like Satan lost, but he, he, Joe also kind of lost cause he lost everything. But like, he just, it's just kind of to keep like life's a marathon. Like you just have to like, really stay stay on the path because like you'll get misguided and you'll you'll fall off of it a little bit but if you just stay on the path which you know is right then you'll you'll do fine i like that and i like that you threw in there like you're gonna wander a little bit and that's okay just knowing that the path is still there and knowing how to get to it that's that's important yeah like you can wander off the path a little bit because like everybody does that yeah but then when you wander off the path, you're going to like, it's going to open more paths and that's just wandering far away. But there's no hole like that you can't dig out of. So, well, you can't climb out of. So like, just get back on the path and cause we all know what the right thing to do is. And if you don't know, then read about it. So I think you're right. I think we all have something inside of us. Like call it conscious, call it what you will. We just know. And you might have noticed that once you started learning about uh, the church or when you started asking questions and learning about the spirituality that you're involved in, it just started, maybe started feeling right to you, right? Like you think somewhere down, deep down inside when we hear something that feels right to us, it doesn't even have to be religious. It could be anything. It just it yeah. feels right. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. So what – so. You had advice for teenagers there, and that was like probably the wisest thing I've heard in a while. So that was excellent. What other parents? For parents, it would probably just be to to like be patient because just be really be patient and uh, kind of let your kid like stumble a little bit, and then still be there to bring them back up. Like, because like sometimes like a kid will lie to you, or a kid will like do things that you say not to and they have to get in trouble for it. But sometimes like you have to be more there for like their rehabilitation. Like they're like getting better and like, 
because sometimes like a kid will do something wrong and that's like falling off the path a little bit then their parent will just yell at them so like it'll make them want to like it'll make them see their parent as like the enemy so then they'll rebel even more and then take them even farther away from the path when everyone's like goal is like it should be the kid and the parent's goal to keep them on that path it's like the parent just has to like either fix them back onto the path or like just don't make them feel like they're not good enough to be on and just i I guess just to be patient because kids are pretty smart i like that i like that you said that it's you have to allow them to stumble because sitting here being a parent like i think all the time like oh man i just don't want my kids to have to feel heartache or go through these hard times you know you want to as a parent i'm really guilty of trying to eliminate trials for my kid's life right just because i'm like oh man i would suck if that they went through that but i i like that you said that it's okay to let them stumble and then be there to help them up yeah that's really great advice that's awesome wisdom like Matt, I don't know if you realize this about yourself. I hope you do, because you do you, you do know who you are. But you're a teenager, so you do have insecurities as well. But like you, you are gonna figure life out. Like I have no doubt about it. Ten years from now, I'm gonna be hearing awesome things about you, and it's because you want you want good things. You want what's good for you. You want what's good for others. And there's no way that's not gonna work out. So it's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, road you're on right now, and I'm really proud of you for for. Really, I'm really proud of you for setting yourself on this course. Despite, you know, potential flaws, you have some good support around you. So it, it sounds like it wasn't that difficult for you. But, but having the, the, the flaws in others maybe affect your decision making or, or whatever it is, you decided just, you know what, this feels right to me and I went for it. So if you're out there and you're a teenager and you're listening, like, it's okay to learn. It's okay to grow. It's okay to think outside the box. Even when it feels like maybe you're, I don't know. In this instance, I, I know a lot of teen, teenagers that have gone through this process that almost felt like they were rebelling because they're going against everything they've been taught. But not that what they taught is bad, but neither is this new thing they're learning. So, you know, look at things for the value. Is it is it enriching your life? Then then it's okay to explore that and to learn about that. And, and I'd encourage you to learn and explore. And parents, let your kids learn and explore. Don't hold them back from from growth in that way. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for being willing to come on and share your story with us. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, we can be found on Facebook at mind the gap dash teens talk. We listen or on Instagram at mind the gap dot. We listen.